0: You're listening to the Outstanding Life Podcast with your host, Johnny D, the motivational cowboy. 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 As a motivational speaker, Johnny D impacts audiences around the world with his message of living the outstanding life. He's a best selling author, MC, and two time Grammy considered artist. This podcast is a place where Johnny D can introduce you to his outstanding friends and share funny, interesting, and heart provoking stories. Ladies and gentlemen, Buckle up! Here comes your host, Johnny D.D. Coming in um, on the show with me today is a good friend of mine. Known this guy for a long, long time from NASCAR. He's a good friend of mine. Please welcome Mr. Brian Brown in the house and his grandmother Josie. How are you guys? Hey, Johnny, we are so happy to be here, so man. Great. What? Hey, what's the weather like in Texas today? Yeah.
1: It's it's beautiful. There's not really a cloud in the sky, so it's a beautiful day out
0: here. That is so awesome. Hey, Brian, I can't thank you and your grandmother enough for for giving me the opportunity to hang out with you and the listeners, the watchers, um, because you have such an incredible story, Brian. And and I'm, I'm glad that you know you're you're able to come on the show and we can share your story to millions of other people. So thank you so much. For coming on the show and telling your story, Brian, those of the, the uh, men and women that are that are watching you right now, obviously they see that you are in a wheelchair, and uh, yes. you have cerebral palsy, correct?
1: Yes, so that's correct.
0: So, Brian, before we kick off the show, I want to introduce you to my co-host today, Mr. Bill Melbach. So, Bill, say hello to Brian.
2: How you doing, Brian? And Grandma How's Josie. Doing- <laughs>
0: so we are hey Brian this is a you know just a, just a fun show um but I want to jump right into this and um and, and I, I want to talk about you know right from the beginning I I, I guess I't maybe ask you or your grandmother what you were like as a child because this is something you were born with correct
1: yes sir I was I was born with this and I actually when I was born I was Three months premature, and I weighed two pounds and two ounces. Wow. Man. Actually,
2: my daughter had you beat. She was only one pound, 15 ounces.
0: That's right. She was a
1: preemie,
2: too. she was a preemie, too. So,
0: Brian, you had a pound and a half on Bill's daughter because she was only a pound and a half.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I had to... I had to... Make it interesting. That's right, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, so Grandma Josie, what was it like uh, when 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 Brian finally did come home from uh, the hospital?
3: Oh, Brian came home as a butterball. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was the little uh, baby that you ever seen. You can even see his feet; they were so fat.
0: <laughs> yeah, but- yeah, yeah. And you did say he he came home as a pistol, right?
3: Yes. Yes, that too. I mean, he's been incredible since, you know, he's been raised by us. It's just been, it's just amazing that what a blessing he's been to us, how he's growing still.
0: Well, I just want to say, you know, um, uh, Granny um, and, and, and Brian, I just want to say that, you know, you have been a blessing in my life as well. Um, Brian, you talk about somebody that is inspirational, motivational. Um, I can't wait for for the men and women to hear your story. So you came home. You were a butterball. When did you realize that you were a little bit different than all the other kids?
1: You know, Johnny, it's funny that you say that because the way I was raised, I didn't have the chance to feel, as you say, "Quote unquote," different because from a very early age, my grandmother always instilled in me the fact that yes, yeah, I might be a little different physically, but in the grand scheme of things, that was just normal. Like everybody else, and I just happened to use a wheelchair to get around. So if you ask me what it was like to feel different, I don't know because I never was put in. Environment to know what different means. It
3: was never left out. In other words, I love that. Yes,
0: I love so. that. You know, and Bill, we were just talking about that too, and and you know what, Brian was raised saying that you know there is nothing different about you that's right we love you for who you are what you're about and um, I mean Brian you know some of your biggest accomplishments at a young age uh, that I know about I mean you were on the honor roll at high in in high school I mean you had a 4.0 in high school what was high school like for you Brian
1: well you know me Johnny I've always liked a challenge and I've always looked at school or really anything academic that I've done always as a challenge. And I always wanted to beat the challenge that I was faced with. And that included school, that included really everything I've ever done. So I always enjoyed the challenges of high school and even, even moving into college because I always, I always embraced the challenge for sure.
0: I love it. Now, now, Brian, was did academics come easy for you, or is it something that you really had to work on?
1: Really, I've been blessed, because mentally, I've always been pretty sharp. So really, academics <laughs> came easy for me. I I can't say that I struggled. In fact, like I said, going back to what I said just a few seconds ago, I always embraced the talents. So the harder things were academically, the more I liked it. Okay. He was born with speed.
0: He was what, Granny?
3: He was born with a speed. Oh, he had yeah. this in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> in
0: it, college was no different either, Brian. I mean, you, you graduated college on the um, honor
1: roll as well. Yes, I, I did. You know, in my whole college career, I had one C. The rest were A's and B's all the way wow. through.
0: You had to throw that in there. I mean, I was lucky to get a C. <laughs> it
1: was complete.
0: Now, 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 let me ask you this, Brian. What was your motivation for 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 being that guy was it what what was it that you wanted you know you couldn't play sports so you wanted to be that guy that 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 could show everybody that hey you know what I might have a disability but I want to show you that I'm smart and I'm all these other things.
1: Well, you know, Johnny, you know my fandom as a NASCAR fan. So I always told myself if I made an A. That was me going to victory lane. If I'm B, that was me getting a top five. Anything less than a top five was a flat tire. So I (laughs) was trying to score a top five, and that's the mindset I took, and it served me well.
0: Now, 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 let me ask you this, Brian: Um, Was it something that your grandmother instilled in you that hey, listen, you need to come home with good grades? I mean, you know, was it something that at home that you you had to work a little bit harder because you know that, you know, Granny would be mad at, and upset with you if you didn't come home with a good grade because she knows that you had it inside you to do well?
1: Let me let me tell you this, John. Yes, she wanted me to do as well as I possibly could, but nobody put more pressure on me than I put on myself because I knew what I was capable of, and so I wanted to uphold a good grades for my own standards and my own way of looking at things. Brian, you you accomplish more
0: by nine a.m. than most people do all week. Uh, me and Bill were talking about this before the show today, and uh, just the struggles of of getting out of bed for you, um, you know, is is a feat in its, in itself. People complain all all the time about things that they don't have or they can't do or they wish they had this or they wish they had that. But Brian, the the, um, the excitement that you bring in my life um, just to watch what you do by 9 a.m. is just incredible. And, I, I, I again, I can't thank you for the inspiration. But, but let me ask you this, Brian. Could you walk through your typical uh, morning and afternoon so people can
1: realize
0: what you really go through?
1: Sure I can. Sure I can. Well, you've heard me talk about that I'm pretty sharp mentally. I'm very blessed in that regard, but physically is where I need a lot more help because I have to depend on my caregiver, which is my wonderful granny, to get me up out of bed in the morning with the help of some equipment that we have. Uh, Because when I was younger, she could do it on her own. She could do it by her own abilities, but as I've gotten older, and as i have eating a lot more, you know, I never miss a meal. She had some equipment, but what what I what happens is, she gets me up in the morning using a lift. She obviously helps me get dressed. She puts my clothes on. She brushes my teeth. So physically, oh, and she also feeds me because she. She never wants to let me starve. So, everything physically, she basically does for me. Physically, I can't do much on my own, so I'm so blessed and so fortunate to have somebody like my grandmother who can step in. And you know, Tony, I have to say this about her. She's been helping me my whole life, and never once have I heard her complain or say why me because she looks at it as a privilege but she can expand more on what she goes through with me because she handles the physical side of me more than I do to be honest with you
0: and those that don't know granny in 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 let me and let, and let me tell you if she's five foot tall I <laughs> I'm being nice about it because I mean she is not a very tall woman at all granny how tall are you I'm 49. You're four nine. See that, that that's what I mean. And and she's tiny and, and and but 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 you are just an amazing woman. Is Brian Granny let me ask you this is Brian a morning person? Oh yes. <laughs>
3: yes,
0: yes. <laughs> so so do you, do you is does he ever wake up grouchy? Uh
3: maybe if I if I wake him up a little later than what he wants to get up. <laughs>
0: Really? He's so ready. he wants to get up early.
3: He wants to get up early. And I want to sleep maybe a little, you know, maybe not 15, 20 minutes later. And he'll say, I'm up. <laughs> I'm up.
0: Hey, Brian, if you would, you just said a few minutes ago that your grandmother is your caregiver. Um, if you could, Brian, walk us through. Uh, you know, I, I understand you were a preemie. Um, you know, I you are, you know, um, you talk to your mother and stuff. Now, why is your grandmother, you know, why did you move in with, 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 with granny?
1: Well, when my mom remarried, her husband was from Florida. So, and she was very young when she remarried. So again, my grandmother stepped up to the plate and she, she told my mom, she said, why don't you go to Florida? get settled in with your new life there, and then you can send for Brian later. But I told her, I said, I'll go with my mom if you come with me too. (laughs) I
0: love it. And And Granny said, no way.
1: (laughs) She said, no way. My my life is here. My home is here. So ultimately what we decided to do, because if I would have went with my mom, Johnny... I would have had to start pretty much my whole life over. So it was just easier for me to stay here. Because my school was here, my doctors were here, everything I knew was here. So we just decided for me to stay here that way I wouldn't have to uproot my whole life and move uh, to a new place. I love and I it would too. say that it would for the best. But with that being said, I have a fantastic uh relationship with my mother
0: oh yeah she's uh, a wonderful I, woman i've met her several times
1: yeah i i love her to death so and she's actually living here with us now so she moved back and so we're just one uh one how interesting and entertaining
0: family. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, you know, Brian and granny, um, you know, before I get into your accomplishments and stuff like that, Brian, the one thing that me, you and your grandmother and your mother have in common is not just NASCAR, but the one thing that we also have is our faith and faith has been such a big part of your life. Has that always been a part of your life? Is that something that your grandmother instilled in you? Was the faith? Was the church? Or is that something that you found by yourself? Um, So talk a little bit about your guys' faith.
1: Johnny, uh, since I can remember, I've been in church. So the church for me has always been a good place to be. Now, obviously, as I've gotten older... My faith has gotten deeper because I've studied and I've I've grown in my faith on my own, but I was in a position at a very early age to be fostered in the church. There's really no place I'd rather be. So my faith, you're going to talk about my accomplishments a little later in the show, but my faith is really the driving force behind everything
0: i love it i love it not not that um you know i i I said that you know we have our faith we said that we have church but we also have you being a motivational speaker me being being a motivational speaker brian was the first time you ever spoke was it at church or was it at a school was it at an event was is church what got you into becoming a motivational speaker
1: I'll tell you what, Johnny, this is a really great story, so I'm glad you've given me the opportunity to share it with you. But I used to ride the horses for physical therapy. Yep. And my instructor at the time, she was also the executive director of the organization when I rode the horses for therapy. She actually invited me to go speak to the incarcerated youth at a juvenile detention center in Longview, Texas, which is about 15 wow. minutes away from my house. So that was my first experience as far as hearing God's call for me to be a uh, speaker and to serve Him in that way because I'll be honest with you. I set a goal before I went in there. I set a goal with myself and I said, if i can say something through the grace of god that will allow one of these kids to take the message to heart that's mission accomplished and i'll have to tell you i spoke with them about about 45 minutes i would say and, and the general message was be thankful for what you have don't settle for it your way of life be thankful for what you have because look where you are look where you are you you've made decisions that have put you in this position to be behind bars and ha- think about me think about how how blessed i would feel if i had a good a good body like you guys yeah well
0: wow. Yeah, being a great mentor. So, Brian, let me ask you this, and, and, and I'm being funny now when I, when I say this, but I have to ask, your first speaking gig was at a juvenile you know, facility. Have you ever been in trouble for anything, Brian, besides being in trouble with your grandmother, or have you always been just a great kid?
1: You know, I've been <laughs> accused, I, I've been accused <laughs> but I haven't been told. <laughs> let me I've been accused, but I haven't been charged. And let me tell you the story. The story is, I was uh, was waiting for my grandmother to pick me up from high school one day. And so I was in my normal spot. I was in my normal spot. And she comes storming out of the van. And she tells me, she says, get in the van. And I said, okay, what did I do? She said, don't talk to me, you know what you did. I said, Granny, what did I do? She said, you grounded from TV, you grounded from PlayStation, you grounded from all your fun stuff. I said, Granny, please tell me what I did. I said, I didn't do anything. She said, how come you didn't tell me you got sent to detention? I said, what? I said, I've never been to detention my whole life. <laughs> so when we got home, Johnny, she sent me a pink slip. She showed me a pink slip that she got in the mail and and I looked at it and I said, Granny, look at that again. I said, that that's Brian Browning. With the ing, not Brian bro. So, so bad. So they sent somebody else's pink whip to the wrong address, which was mine, and I got chewed out for it.
0: <laughs> Brian, so. look, you know, I, I, you know, it, it's, 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 it's cool. tough sometimes to ask tough questions to you, but Bill, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like this guy literally has the perfect life. Right, I mean, he, he has a mother that loves him. He has family that loves him. A grandmother that loves him. A church that loves him. A school that loves him. I mean, this guy literally has it together, right? Absolutely. So I'm a lot just wondering. I, I, I'm yeah, a lot of blessings, right? Yeah. But I'm wondering one thing. I'm wondering one thing, and this is going to come out of my mouth. I'm going to ask him. Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering if, if, if has there ever been any drama in Brian's life at all?
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, Done. I'm just
0: curious, Brian. Has there ever been any drama in your life?
1: I I have never shared this story with you. Well,
0: don't but, worry. There, there's nobody listening right <laughs> it's now. Just us.
1: <laughs> um, a few of our closest friends. That's right. But I have never shared the story with you. But now's a good time, as any time would be. <laughs> when I was in college, going after my associate's degree, it was finals week, and I swear to this day, I tell people all the professors got together for finals week and they said since this is Brian's last week with us Mm -hmm. let's make his life as miserable as possible (laughs) I swear that's what they were thinking because anything and everything that you could think of that would be due for finals it was due I had book reports I had essays I had research papers anything and everything and You'll have to bear with me because I always tear up when I tell this story. But for the first time, I put God on the back burner. And I said, God, I said, I've waited for you to help me like physically and you've never been there. So I'm just gonna put you on the shelf for a little while And I am going to handle things myself. Well, obviously, that didn't work out so well. Uh, Because the more I tried to stay on top of things, the the harder it got for me. But I got to tell you, Johnny, God said, no, I'm not letting you go. And what he did... He came to me in a dream that night.
0: Sorry, right, buddy. You're yeah. making me and, tear up,
2: too. Yeah, well, me too. <laughs> and, you already got
1: me. <laughs> and, and in that dream, I was walking for the very first time. And I, I swear to you, I could feel myself literally walking in the dream and i was walking with two of my friends and in the dream we rounded two curves it was a it was there was a curve in the road and we rounded those two curves and johnny i saw christ but when i saw him when i saw him he wasn't in the white robe. The way I saw him was he was walking slowly, but he was also carrying the cross. And when we made eye contact, he slipped and he fell. And when he slipped, obviously he hit the he hit the pavement first. And then the cross thrown on top of him. So when I saw this, Johnny uh, for for the first time I took off running. And again, keep in mind that I could literally feel myself running.
0: That's awesome, Brian. And so,
1: and so I got I got to, I got to Jesus and I said, Don't worry, Lord, I'm gonna get this off of you. So I tried to lift it up on my own, but it was too heavy. So I motioned for my two friends who were behind me, and they finally caught up to us. And I said, we got to get this off of him. So the three of us lifted, and we got it off of him enough to the point where he could look up at me.
0: That's awesome. No, don't
1: be... when, when he looked up at me, his face was covered in asphalt from the road because the road was wet. And you know how fresh asphalt comes up when the, when the road is freshly paved? Yeah. But when he looked up at me, he said, instead of saying, shame on you. Why weren't you there when I fell? All he looked up to me and said was, I love you. I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then he disappeared. He disappeared. The cross disappeared. And after that happened, I woke up. And I tried to call my grandmother, but for 15 to 20 minutes, I had a frog in my throat. And finally I was able to call her and she came to my room and I explained to her what happened Johnny but what that dream told me is no matter what we're facing we're never alone
0: that's right
1: and God taught me that through that dream the best way I can describe it to people God was trying to teach me how to dance and you know me I've never taken a a physical dance stamp in my life so once i realized that that's what i needed to do god said you were stepping on my toes (laughs) but if you let if you let me lead and if you let me lead this could be the most beautiful dance you will ever be a part of and once i I once i relinquish control of my own selfishness and of my own ability and just surrendered everything to him. That's, I heard you say earlier that I have a perfect life. Well, that's the reason. Because my life is surrounded by the love of God. And and I've never been more happy to, to let people know. I've never been ashamed to share the gospel.
2: If you can uh, explain how to the audience how important your faith is, and you're explaining a dream, but I know you've also written like uh, three books, and you're working on a fourth, and two of them, one was called uh, a Legacy of Faith, and the other one's called an Answer the Call. And if you could, can you explain to the audience or like what the uh, what what the message is behind those, and and what you feel the call was?
1: Well, the first book is kind of like my biography. The first book talks about what it was like for me to grow up with a disability as a kid and kind of some of the situations that I faced. And it also talks about if you have a little faith and if you persevere and you have a foundation of faith, you can can overcome pretty much anything. You just have to trust God to lead your life and he'll take care of you. That was the first one. The second one, I kind of expanded on that a little bit. The second one is called Answer the Call, and that one is talking about how we as believers always have to be ready and willing to answer God's call for our lives, whatever that call may be.
2: And and this may be difficult but uh, as you were explaining you had a dream in the last episode and if you if you could have you ever in terms of your your own faith and your relationship with God have you ever like sort of like asked him why or, or did it, did this ever feel like not a blessing or have you always just felt like this was a blessing in your life
1: You know Bill I I am truly blessed because I've never asked God the question why mm-hmm. You know the only thing I've asked him why is is why couldn't he let Jeff Gordon win 94 races <laughs> but, uh,
2: the important things exactly
1: I've never, I've never asked him the question why because I know that at the end of the day he's using me for his purposes and at the end of the day he will let me walk at the right time so I, I'm just working my way up to that day No, I will say I can't wait for that day to get here
0: you know what, Brian? But the thing is, in, in Bill, he is walking. He's walking right through and in, into people's lives. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. And
0: that's the beauty of it. I mean, walking doesn't always have to be physical, right? Exactly. Sometimes you can walk into someone's life and make them run. Oh, for sure. Run, run in their own way.
2: For sure. And then, especially in today's society, I, I always thought it would be great if we could match people like yourself who have this just yeah. tremendous will and tremendous blessing up with people that are depressed. Because it seems amazing to me that the the obstacles that you've overcome, but yet at the same time the, the willpower and the and the incredible faith that you have would be just such a blessing to others. Yeah, you know that that are having struggles. You know, it's just like what he was telling the people in the other broadcast when he talked to the youngsters at the uh, juvenile detention place. But uh, so yeah, if there, if there's any message you could send to people that uh, maybe are struggling with depression or, or anything else, uh, what, what would you share with them?
1: I would say that you are loved and you have a purpose. And God is always there for you. You just have to go to him, but you are loved and you have a purpose. And your purpose is different from everybody else's. We all have purposes, we all have gifts, we all have talents, but if, if you have a purpose and you're not using it, like if you have certain gifts and talents, you're not only hurting yourself but you're hurting those in your circle of influence that you could be blessing at the same time so i would suggest use your gifts and balance for yourself but also for the glory of god's kingdom
0: <laughs> brian brian listen i understand that that you're a you know you get up way before granny you get mad when you can't get up in time you know you, you're motivational you're inspirational. But me being a speaker and being one of those guys, I know that I have those days too where I need a good kick in the rear end. Who is it for you that you go to when you know that you are that you can't give a hundred percent but you want to? Who is it that kicks you in the rear end? Who is it who are those people that motivate and inspire you? You're looking at her. <laughs>
1: This four foot nine package of feisty here. (laughs) I love it. Yes, I tell you know what I I tease her all the time because when when I need a good kick in the rear end, I say easy, Fido, easy, Fido, calm down,
0: Brian. So 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 it's Granny that that motivates you and inspires you. Let me ask you this, Granny Josie. Let me ask you this, If, if you don't mind, is it? And Bill, you might be wondering the same thing. I mean, Brian's in a wheelchair. Yeah. She loves him and everything else, and she tries to, you know, pretend like they're, you know, like, like he's what she is. He's normal and everything else. But, but I, I'm just wondering does does she ever feel bad when she has to yell at him? Like, I mean, Granny, Granny, Josie, I don't think so, Johnny.
2: <laughs> I can answer for her. I don't <laughs> when, think so. No, no, I
0: don't do, know. <laughs> do you? I mean, when when you got to give it to Brian, and, 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 and you, you know what I mean. I, do you really give it to him or do you feel bad when when you have to you know let him know how you no, really feel
3: i know I, I, I give it to him <laughs>
2: yeah yeah hashtag grandma josie it's gonna be trending <laughs> i love it
3: i get it but i don't know i don't feel bad because he's got to understand too you know that you know he in in a way he's got to help me too you know and i say no brian this is wrong. Like he was telling you about the slip. (laughs) And I said, (laughs) he's, he's gotta, he's gotta know that, you know, I'm not just going to be, you know, you're recording him all the time. No, (laughs) that's why he knows what to do.
0: (laughs) He knows who the boss is. (laughs) Brian, let me ask you this. When, when, when you want to just get away from everything and have a little bit of fun, what does Brian Brown do for fun?
1: I am a people person. No. More, no way. The more, people, the more people I can be around, the better. And let me tell you this. It's kind of funny that you said that. You know, as a youth minister, I have the best uh, youth kids in the world. I realize I might be a little bit biased, but I have a lot of fun with them. So this... Um, This past weekend, we organized a camp out in my backyard and I hung out with a couple of my youth group kids. That's awesome. I I take opportunities like that with them to have a lot of fun, but also use that setting to get in with them and see how they're doing and see if there's anything I can do to to help them with some they might be struggling with. So hey, we hey, had a lot of fun, but the setting allowed us to kind of talk.
2: That's awesome. Hey, Brian, uh, now people are fantastic, but before we run out of time here, uh, another thing that's fantastic are dogs. I wanted to ask you, uh, another one of your books was uh, The Adventures of uh, Brian and Shadow. So could you tell me a little bit about Shadow?
1: Shadow is the greatest dog in the history of dogs. Excellent. <laughs> He's the greatest dog in the history of dogs. But well, let me tell you about it. He is. I didn't, even have to, it. I,
0: I didn't even have to ask the question. I love it, Brian.
1: <laughs> he, is, he is he is a miniature schnauzer. And he is super, super protective of me oh, and my man. family. He. Like when I was camping out with the kiddos in the yeah. tent, he came right out there with us because he was protecting us all. He was the guard dog. So the reason I wrote the book was I wanted to show younger kids that even though I had a disability, yeah. I I still had desires and I've always wanted a dog. So once I got Shadow, that was the opportunity that for me to show the younger generation that, you know, even though people with disabilities are, are at a disadvantage, we still have desires and wants too.
2: Absolutely.
3: But hey, don't get away with stuff either. I have to correct <laughs> yeah.
0: hey, hey, Brian, let me ask you this um, Is there anything in life that you fear at all? Because and I asked you that to set up this because we're going to get into things like you've been skydiving, you've been zip lining, you, you know, you you've driven in Jeff Gordon's race car. I mean, you've done more in your you know small time on this earth than most people could ever dream of. Is there anything though before we get into talking about all those fun things that you have accomplished physically? Is there anything in life that you do fear?
1: You never asked me that. <laughs> you, know, you know what I fear, Johnny?
0: Your I'll grandmother.
1: Fear. Well, yes, that goes, <laughs> that goes what I was saying. But you're asking me as a person what I fear? I fear letting God down. And let me explain what I mean. When I say I feel letting God down, I fear not doing enough to give him the glory that Jesus does. That is my honest to goodness, genuine fear. So sometimes I ask myself, "Am I doing enough with the things that He's given me to benefit His kingdom and His glory?" So that is my number one fear.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So let's talk about you and you going zip lining. Um, we'll we'll just start there. Whose idea was it to? you know harness you in um you know in a leather strap and then and then hook you on a line and then send you away for like three or four hundred yards was that was that granny's idea no
1: (laughs) you know know, johnny we we were on a a family vacation we went to franson missouri and i was looking at things to do on the internet and i saw Zip lining. I said, cool. I'll get to zip off zipline off the tower three hundred feet in the air. That's cool. But you know, so when we were so when we were on vacation, we drove to the zipline place, and the first thing you see is a sign that says Uh Disability People are strongly suggested not to do this. There was a sign right out front that said that. But I just ignored the sign. And I went into the, op- I went into the office. Yeah. I went into the office and I, I asked to speak to the manager. And they said, okay. So they went and got the manager and I explained to him my situation. I said, look, I have been in Jeff Gordon's race car at 180 miles an hour. If I can handle that, I know I can handle this one. And the manager looked at me and smiled and said, "Let's go get you suited up." <laughs> okay, because because that wasn't good enough, you know. <laughs>
0: whose idea was it for you to jump out of a perfectly good, safe airplane? Again, was that it, your grandma's idea? Saying, "Hey, zip lining didn't work, so hey, let's throw him out of an airplane." No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was again, that was my idea because, I'll be honest with you, for my 30th birthday, I had told my grandmother, I said, you know what? I wanna do something to send my 20s out with a bang. So I think I'm gonna go skydiving. And she, she kind of looked at me and chuckled and said, yeah, okay. But she didn't take me serious. That is until the day I made the reservation. So Brian, walk us through that day, because listen, pal.
0: I mean, I have both of my arms, both of my legs. Everything works great, and there is no way I am going to jump out of a perfectly, you know, uh, running airplane. Yes. So I, I got to ask: when you wheeled yourself into the into that office, did they look at you like you were nuts?
1: Uh, well, they probably thought I was, but they didn't say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I had a history of of taking other people before me, so I knew that that they knew what they were doing. Because, uh, let me tell you something, Johnny, I am a, what I like to call, a calculated risk taker. (laughs) And what I mean by that, (laughs) I will do my research before I go do something. So I wouldn't just go into it blindly. I wanna make sure that all the protocols are in place before I go plunge to my death at 120 miles an hour. <laughs> so, Brian, zip lining. <laughs> then you jump out of a perfectly,
0: you know, running airplane, you know, at how, how how many feet were you, like 13,000?
1: I was 10,000 feet. 10,000 feet. I, I fell at 120 miles an hour. Wow. So, it talk a little bit about you getting
0: inside Jeff Gordon's race car and you know, and going 180 miles per hour because those that that don't know the story, you are a huge NASCAR fan, you are a huge Jeff Gordon fan. You're a huge 24 fan. What whatever made you want to get inside of a race car? Was it, "Hey, listen, I watch it on TV every single week." My my idol Jeff Gordon races in a race car. I want to I want to feel like what it's like to be him for just a little bit. What what was it?
1: It was just the fact that I had the opportunity to get in a racing hero's car and I wasn't going to pass that up. I I just I knew that I could do it because I've done other stuff so I knew that I was capable of doing it and it was just opportunity of a lifetime, because I know those drivers who run that school, because I did it for the Jeff Gordon Racing School at the time, and I knew those drivers were professional. So again, me being a calculated risk taker, I knew that I was going to be safe. Was it at Texas Motor Speedway? Yes, sir. It was the best back
0: on the circuit. You're just a little biased. Those of you that didn't watch episode number one, Brian and and Granny, uh, Josie is from uh, Texas. And, uh, you know, Brian, what got you into loving NASCAR?
1: Well, when, when I was, I started watching at 14. And when I started watching, I watched Days of Thunder. And if, I know you've seen Days in Thunder. Yep. And if you haven't, I'm going to run you over. So you better tell me you have. <laughs> yes,
0: but, I have. I actually just watched it the other night.
1: But do you, do you remember the first scene that he gets into the car and he says, I'm dropping the hammer. And then when he drops the hammer and takes off, that got me hooked. Because I said, that is completely awesome. Because he took off and he didn't let off the pedal until he came into the pits.
0: So, why Jeff Gordon then? I'm just curious.
1: Well, funny story. <laughs> I, I became a Jeff Gordon fan because of a video game. Because when I was first getting into the sport, I was a Rusty Wallace fan. Okay. And then, because my mother, at the time, she was living in Daytona with her husband, yep, and they were really big NASCAR fans, and she, she, uh, rooted for Rusty, and uh, and so I was trying to be a good mother's boy. <laughs> I said, okay, if if my mother goes for Rusty, then I'm going to go for Rusty too. Well. You know, at the time, that was around the same time that he won, that Jeff Gordon won 13 races. So my mom tried to tell me, because she was speaking as a Rusty Wallace fan, she tried to tell me that he was a cheater. She tried to tell me that he he just, he wasn't good. So I said, Rusty, well, let me tell you, when I had my come to Jeff Gordon moment, it, it was it was because of a video game. Because I was playing a racing video game, NASCAR ninety nine to be exact on the on the PlayStation one. Uh, and I qualified like twenty fifth with Rusty. So I said, you know, I'm not gonna try this Jeff Gordon guy. I qualified on the poll with Jeff Gordon. <laughs> and I said, you know, Here's the thing, this guy's pretty good, and if he's good on the video game, I can imagine how good he's gonna be in real life. But you know, the funny thing is, Johnny, my grandmother had already had a Jeff Gordon poster up tonight because Jeff Gordon's birthday is the same year as my uncle's birthday, which is my grandmother's son's and they were both born in 1971. And so Granny said, Granny said, I'm going to choose Jeff because he was born at the same year as your uncle. (laughs) So after I I had my come to Jeff Gordon moment, my grandmother had a poster in her room already. (laughs) Well, let me say, after I had my come to Jeff Gordon moment, I'm supposed to move from her room to mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian, we literally only have about four minutes left. So I, I, I got to just real quickly, I want you to answer this. You have one minute to answer this. What do you still want to do? What is still on your bucket list? Give me, a, you know, just about a minute answer. I would like to go goop I knew he was going to
1: say that. Swimming with the sharks. Yeah, I well, knew it.
0: I got it written down I, right here.
1: I would like to go scuba dubbing Shot free, by the way. <laughs> I'd like to, fingers and toes, but I would like to go scuba dubbing Okay,
0: well, that's great. Uh, so, so just a couple of things that I want to make sure that that we get in here. And Brian, I just can't thank you enough. Um, you, you know, for 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 sharing your story. But but with only about four minutes left, I wanted to, I want you to talk about something you have going on right now, and that is your GoFundMe page because something's t- talking about scuba diving, you have a pool in the backyard that you would like to go get a lift. And it'd be, be, because it's so hard for people to put you in and take you out of the pool and you and you want a lift for your pool. Talk a little bit about that. Again, short answer because I want to get uh, two two other things in here before we wrap things up.
1: Well, I just need a lift because I've, appla- I've applied for various programs for the past four and a half years. And every time I get somewhere in the application process, something new happens, and I have to start the process over again. And that same process has been going on for four and a half years.
0: And Brian, where can people go to help you on your GoFundMe page?
1: They can go. There's a link directly on my Instagram. Which is? At BrianBrown2430.
0: Brian Brown, 2430. Yes, that's correct. Okay.
1: And there's there's a link in the bio that you can click on and it will take you directly to it.
0: And then when I put the show on my social media, as well as you, Bill, we'll put it on our, um, you know, a link to both your um, podcast as well as your um, um, uh, GoFundMe page. GoFundMe. Just real quick, Brian. Uh, uh, another. I, I just want to get out a couple more things, and that is talk a little bit about your podcast and and, and what you know what the what's it about. What's the title?
1: The podcast is Brian's World. Love it. I want to cover just everything that's going on in my world. It's a very easygoing, laid-back podcast. But I also wanted to use it as a platform of hope for people to laugh, for people to go there and just get enjoyment like this. Uh, Today's episode will be out later tonight. I did an on-location episode about my camp out with my little brothers and my youth group. So it's just a very laid-back, easy-going, positive vibe type of podcast. I love it. To keep it. To keep everybody just knowing that there's a place they can go. Just to just get good vibes, so to speak. I love and again, it. And, the title, yep, go ahead. The title is Brian's World.
0: And again, your Instagram is Brian BrianBrown2430. Uh, and again, Brian, we are going to be wrapping things up. So if you could, you got the next 30 seconds. If you could, could you maybe just end this podcast, this streamcast, um with a prayer.
1: Absolutely. I'd be more than happy to. Dear Heavenly Father, we know that we are created by you. We know that you have a mission for each and every one of us, dear Lord, and we ask that you humbly walk with us through that mission, whatever that mission may be. Dear Lord, I ask that you bless the viewers and the listeners and helping them achieve their goals and reaching their mission to give you the glory. And dear Lord, I ask that you continue to bless Johnny and Bill both that they they have tremendous success with this uh, podcast. Just let Johnny continue to bless people like he blesses me and granny every time we get the chance to see him. and your precious Holy and great name of
0: praise. Amen. Amen. Grandma Josie, Brian Brown, Bill Melbach, thank you so much for hanging out with me, Johnny D., the Motivational Cowboy. Thanks for listening to the Outstanding Life Podcast. Follow Johnny D. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Motivational Cowboy. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, advertise, or would like to make a donation, please visit MotivationalCowboy.com. And remember to have an outstanding day.